Ya cap a la dreta per Xavi. Assistència de Xavi més cap a la dreta per Messi. Messi, 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 Messi. I menys Messi. Encara Messi, encara Messi. Encara Messi, 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 encara Messi. Yo people, welcome back to another episode of FUTL Flares Under the Lights. How are you? Hope you're well. Hope the week's going well. Hope you're staying indoors. Hope you're trying to keep balance, finding balance with good walks for your mental health and all of that jazz. And just remember, tough times don't last. Don't, don't last. It's tough times don't last, people. It's the only motive. Walks. Trust me, I'm watching football, is, to be fair, is the That's biggest it, motive of every week. Honestly. Especially honestly. today. But, um, yeah. What are we talking about today, Adam? We're talking about um, the next talking about? crop of players to compete for a Ballon d'Or, obviously, off the back of, you know, uh, Haaland and Mbappe's Champions League masterclass. There's been a lot of chat about how Haaland and Mbappe are going to be the two competing guys for Ballon d'Ors, um, which is quite disrespectful to certain players that are also doing their thing. You know what I mean? They've got certain players doing their thing. Um, we're going to we're going to talk about the next crop of players who we feel should you know can compete for a Ballon d'Or based off their talent level and the reputation that they they currently got and what they've been doing the previous seasons. And and also, what what criteria does does really go into winning a Ballon d'Or. Like, what is the barometer of success for a player being shortlisted for, for a Ballon d'Or? We're going to get into that as well. Um, what, what, what other criteria would you start think? start with that. Yeah, should we start we off with that? We should start off with that, right? But, yeah, yeah the criteria really is the main thing to, to see. And this is the problem with the Ballon d'Or, to be fair, is the criteria, I think. I think, firstly, the last 10 years has been fucking ruined by Ronaldo and Messi. And not, not in a bad way for them, as in it's just their greatness, right? Yeah. But the um, way it's been one player's one over the other is a lot of the time they've been determined by the, the success they have in their own with their clubs, mm-hmm. which should it be like that? Like, for me, I see it as if you're the best player in the world, in my mind, it's like, okay, I've never seen you play before. Um, um, I don't care who you're playing for, just your individual performance. If it's the best in the world, then you should be winning it. So based on that criteria, if that was the criteria, Messi would win it every year. Because yeah, if you'd yeah. never seen Messi every season, do you know what I mean? Even the seasons where he wasn't scoring 90 goals or 70 goals or 60 goals, like you'll still look at his performances and be like, if it was the first time you've seen him, you'll be like, oh, this guy's going to play about. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's not the criteria. What they've been using recently is basically a mix of individual performances, stats. They take into goals a lot of consideration yeah. of stats, and then um, and also their the the what they win with their club and at international level. So obviously, even when we look outside of Messi and Ronaldo, you look back at who else has won it. Ronaldinho won it. Mm. I think he won it 2006 when they won the Champions League. 
Um, who else is one? Kaka won it. One Kaka won it just before Messi and Ronaldo started um, uh, winning it. Then uh, I think that was when they won the Champions League. Yeah, I think that was a period where you had kind of um, Frank Rubery in the shortlist of champion in the shortlist for Ballon d'Or, and you had who else? Robin you had Kaka, well. Robin. Um, I think Chavi, and then you had the next phase where it was Chavi and Iniesta during the Barca, the Pep Barca days. We had Chavi and Iniesta making. No, um, also Schneider, Schneider oh, she, as well. Schneider as to be well, fair, yeah. if based, but based on that criteria that they used, he should have won it. He should have won it. Should have. He should have won it. But that's just testament to Messi. I think he won it that year of how amazing Messi must have been. That season, mm. I think it was Messi or Ronaldo. I think it was probably Messi. How amazing Messi must have been to take it away from Schneider, who just won the treble with Inter Milan and got to a World Cup final playing two incredible passes to Robin to fed through one-on-one just to finish yes. the game and bring the Free World the Cup Ronis. home. Free the Ronis. You know what I mean? So, like, um, that was a Schneider season that year. That was an incredible year. But if he had won the World Cup, I think Schneider would have got it. But because he didn't, I think they gave it to the rightfully the best player in the world, which was Messi. Yeah. But that but again, back to to what we wanna discuss here. So now we've got the kind of got the criteria in there with having the individual season mixed with um the goals, which is the particular like stat, the output that they want to see from a Ballon d'Or winner, and then you've got your club performances, how far you got to the Champions League, and then mixed with that with um and if you've had if you've played a Europe, like uh, for your country, a tournament in um, either champion, um, sorry, European Championships or World Cup or uh, um, Copa America. And for me, they don't take into account the African Cup of Nations as well. Like, so someone like Salah, for example, do you know what I mean? Like, he, if he had a season, yeah, where he scores, say, 30 to 35 goals, you know, four, get, get close to like 40 goals. Yeah, if he gets 40 goals, he wins the. Premier League Golden Boot he wins the Golden Boot in Europe for the top goal scorer in the top five European domestic leagues, and then he wins um, a Premier League or Champions League with with um, Liverpool in the next coming seasons. That should be the criteria that should yeah. be able to get him in the Ballon d'Or discussion, you know, top three Ballon d'Or discussion. But unfortunately, I think the African Cup of Nations gets snubbed as a as a competition. Like they don't deem it as serious as enough for him to be in the discussion. So he would have to almost go above and beyond and do the most. Because remember, Modric was an outlier for him to win Ballon d'Or. What was this, in 2018? Like two years ago? Was that 18 months ago? He didn't yeah. win the last one, he won the one before that, right? Uh, I think so, or the one yeah. even before that, because this one, they, this season, they never had one, right? Yeah, and he didn't win it. Although he didn't win the World Cup, he won the Champions League with Real Madrid that season, wasn't it? Or was that the season before? I think it was three in a row that year. Yeah, yeah. And he was a key key figure in them doing that. Oh, and he got it to the World Cup final as well. Yeah, got to World, yeah, because he got to the World Cup final as well, they kind of thought, you know what? Like, very similar to the Schneider season where Messi picked, you got the... You know what I mean? Very similar yeah, to the Schneider yeah. season. World Cup final, mm-hmm. very close to winning. But one, at least one of the two major tournaments that you can win in your career, you know, Champions League. Or a, or a World Cup. If you win one of those, it puts you into, into the discussion. That's how pretty much Modric, along with him being an amazing footballer, obviously, and the quality that he has as a midfielder, 
um, general, you, probably you put him up there in terms of like, he won't have the same sort of reputation and respect that Shabby did, but he's probably, he's in that discussion if you talk about all-time great midfielders. Yeah, the level. Yeah, yeah the level, he's in there. He's in there. Um, do, you, so, um, do you agree with the criteria there? Do you agree with I, the way they select uh, Ballon d'Or? Yes and no. Like, I see your point with it being, it should be given to the best player. Because if you're talking about the best player, you know, if you're celebrating or rewarding who was the best player in a, in a, in a season, a football season, you should be looking at what the player's done as an individual and how he's actually had an effect on his team too. But team success also has to be a part of it. If you're playing in an international team and in the, in the, for your club team, and at the end of the day, football's a team game, you have, to, you have to see the effect that you've had in your team. Have you influenced your team enough to get to competitions and break records, win Champions League, win league titles, win um, international tournaments? I think that should be part of it as well. I think you should consider the team dynamic in, in a Ballon d'Or winner. Do you know what I mean? I think you have to have the best of both. You yeah. can't just look at one, just look at the individual and not take the team into effect. That's my opinion on it. You're more on the yeah. You're more on the players side, aren't you? Yeah, so I, I agree. I do think they shouldn't just discount what a player wins in terms of the team honors. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like if a player's getting to World Cup finals and Champions League finals in the same season, that needs to be taken into consideration, of course. But I think they need to give a little bit more weight to the actual individual performances yeah, yeah. in the clutch moments as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a little bit more. But I feel like, because that's what it's really about. It's about an individual team performance. Because at the same, at the, especially with the, the shit that they do with the national teams, do you know what I mean? Because national football, brother, it's a bit dead. It's a bit, no one can choose where they're from. No one can, it's not anyone's fault that they're from a dead country, brother. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. like, because like what you're saying, when Salah did that 44 goal year season where they got to the Champions League final and he got injured, yeah, yeah. and then that same season he scored the winning goal in the last minute for Egypt to qualify them for the World Cup. So it's all relative, do you know what I mean? But mm. that season was an incredible season. But like, what if he was, what if he was, who won the World Cup that year? That was 2018. Um, what if he was French? What if Mo Salah was French? Yeah, he did that season. He won the World Cup with France. He's got Ballon d'Or. No one's even questioning it. Yeah. But his performance is exactly the same. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just that he's... Now you're just adding a, a different team to his name. So that's what I mean when I say the criteria is a bit fucked up. Yeah, but, but for me, um, genu generally, generally, how I feel about the Ballon d'Or is it's all fugazi. And I'll tell you why it's fugazi, because Henri never won it. But moving on. <laughs> the fact that Henri never won it, bro, it still it still pains me. That's one of my you know the things that in football pain okay, you so much. Okay. Like, when you think about it, it hurts. It, it hurts. The fact that Henri he was a fight, he was a runner up twice in three years. And he should have won it one of the years. Hold on, Zidane has won that. No, Zidane was the other one. Uh Dino. Ronaldinho. He was just unlucky that Ronaldinho was in his prime, isn't it? But the fact that he won the, I mean, the, Premier League, the, Premier, the Premier League, yeah, and the season where he got, uh, what was it, 20 goals, 20, 20 goals, 20 assists in the league at the minimum. Oh, my God, fam. Only, I think only Messi 
Him and Messi are the only two players who have done that in the top five European domestic league to get over 20 goals and over 20 assists. And in the season where his team went unbeaten in the league, the invincible season, you add that in, in, into effect, into, into play, bro. He should have won it. He should have won it. I love Bro, at the time, you say that now, but at the time, at the time, even now, who, who's done it? Who's done it? No one's done it. No one's, no one else has done uh, it, bro. Uh, like, you know what's mad? Is, what's mad is only Ronaldo in the Premier League era has won the Ballon d'Or. Oh no, uh, Michael Owen as well. Oh yeah, shit, yeah, but Michael Owen. It's mad that the Premier League of all the star-studded players we have and all the ballers we've always been able to get and, and pay the most, we've only had Ronaldo as the last Ballon d'Or winner, and before that, Michael yeah. Owen, and it wasn't even out of much higher regard. It's kind of mad, yeah, isn't it? True. But that leads on to the next part, which is predicting the next Ballon d'Or winners. Mm. So we 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 can look at it two different ways. So we can look at it with the young players coming through now, the 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds, and being mm-hmm. like, these guys are gonna win a Ballon d'Or, but they're gonna win it within the next five years. Because we've still got some seasoned pros in their 25 plus years. Yeah who are still more than capable of winning a Ballon d'Or in the next five years. So, who do you think? Shall we go through one one year by one year each year for the next five years on who who we think could win the Ballon d'Or based on the criteria we've just Mm. discussed? So, for example, 2022 or 2021 will be the next Ballon d'Or. It'll be 20, it'll be 20, 21, no, it'll be 21, 22. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's for 20 year, 2021, but they award it in like January, 2022. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, weird. yeah. So basically the next year, the next year, basically we're looking at who's winning Champions League and who's winning the Euros. So. Who's got the best chance of winning the Euros? I would say still France will probably be the most likely. I think PSG have got a solid chance of winning a, um, um, a Champions League or getting far in it, which means Mbappe is basically really front runner yeah. now to, to do that. Although they're still trailing in the, in the, in the Liga 1. So if they don't win that, I don't know what that, that means for Mbappe. Um, who else have you got who's got a chance? You've got... People are saying Harlem, but I don't see how. I think he needs to leave Dortmund. He needs to take the next step in his career before he can get to that stage. But if we're talking yeah. twenty-five, if you're talking if if we're talking twenty-five to the twenty-five plus age range, name master in contention because Neymar for all for all purposes. Um, you got to put yeah, him in there, man. Neymar, Neymar for me. Is, is he going missing again? Is his sister? Bro, I don't know for Neymar, man. Again, injured in the period. Where <laughs> I want to know the deal, man. Is his sister's birthday and he's missing again? Champions League under 16. Listen, it's scary. It's scary. Scary, consistent behavior, but we're seeing it every year now. Like, why does he keep doing that? But anyway, um, for me, this might be the thing that stops him winning a Ballon d'Or, you know. Can't keep going missing, bro. A lot of the Ballon d'Or, one thing we've we felt to mention is a lot of the Ballon d'Or is based on narrative. So it also matters on, like I said, when I said um, Haaland leaving 
his club. He needs to kind of, you, you plays him to put himself in positions to win these things. You have to sort of be at the top club. Um, unfortunately, you can't pick where, which country you play for unless you've got like sort of dual yeah. um, nationality. You decide, okay, I can, I was born in, I was born in, um, in, in an African country, but I want to go and play for France. Then if you've got that luxury, then yeah, fine, you could do that. And then by doing that, you can now put yourself in the best position to, to, to be in the criteria for those um, awards. So now if we're looking at someone like João Felix, for example, who is playing for Atletico, Atletico who are top of the league, right? And he's having a decent yeah. season. You know, this is the kind of season yeah. where you're looking at Jao Felix and you're like, okay, he had his first, this is his second season now at um, Atletico, right? Is it his third? He's had a season. Yeah, his second season. Second season. And now he's playing a lot better. He's influencing games a lot more. His connection he has with Suarez in that sort of 4 4 2 setup, he's got a little bit more freedom now. He's not the main man. He doesn't have to play up top and then drop deep. He can literally be free room and find spaces which suit his game. You know, he's not a number nine. He's a proper, he's a proper number 10 or a second striker, right? So now yeah. if he if he has a season where he's won the Liga and the Euros are coming up next year and he does bits run. with, he goes on a nice Champions League run and does bits with um, Portugal. Portugal. He's got a solid chance of winning it. He's got a very solid chance of winning the Euros. I think Portugal and France are probably the two, number one and two. Yeah. Could win it. I'm not, yeah, and I'm not saying that's enough for him but, to win it, but it puts him in a discussion. It puts Jao Felix in a discussion. Puts him in discussion, but, but do you think that um, do you think Ronaldo would um, maybe do his case more damage because he'll be in that team too, and all the attention will be on Ronaldo winning the Euros at 35, 36 years old, and then so long as he wins Syria, then he's yeah. set up to win it's the hard, Ballon d'Or. It's hard. Right? It's hard for another. It's hard for another player to win a Ballon d'Or in a team that, that plays in the same team as Ronaldo. It's hard. Yeah. It's that's, almost impossible. That's the problem. It's so almost like impossible. Like saying about narrative, you know what I mean? The, the narrative suits Ronaldo more than it suits any yeah. of his two teammates yeah. who are probably, who might do even better than him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think that kind of rules him out. But in the future, in the future, that, he, could, he could put himself in no, a No, no, definitely not. In the future, because, 100%. In the future, I think Portugal have got a team for the future where they could win a World yeah. Cup to two. Yeah. And he'll be And he could leave. That. He could leave but and go and play with... Because a lot of people have said that... I've been seeing a lot of t- talk in the... Obviously, in the football community on Twitter and online and stuff where people are saying he'd be a great fit under Pep. Now, saying the future, an alternative avenue Everyone for him would be, would be to go and play under Pep and maximise his abilities playing as a false nine. You know, because he's the sort of player that would play really, really well under Pep. You know, Pep loves footballers who are silky, who are intelligent, who with every first touch, they're opening the play to, to make better decisions on the ball. And then in, and then in turn, you're actually improving the players. Like, you're improving your teammates, essentially, but with the way he plays. So I think in the future, if he was to leave and go to like a team like um, Bayern and play either as a 10 or go and play with um, Pep as a false nine, I think those are the sort of moves that can facilitate your career for a Ballon d'Or. To be a Ballon d'Or winner, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So I think, yeah. So basically, for Joe Felix, not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Anytime soon, but I expect him with the, with so, the ability he's got. I expect him to kind of be in in a shortlisted for it, or at least be in discussion. I think he's a player to 
to look out for in the, in the next maybe three, four years as a future Ballon d'Or, either winner or a nominee. And the next one, two years then, who, who, who are we saying? Who else? I was saying Mbappe really is the front runner yeah. because of the narrative. And yeah. the PR, the, was a lot of PR goes involved into this. Who your agent is as well, who lobbies these people. That's so sure, that's another yeah. thing too. Um, so basically, I'm trying to think of all Riola's, uh, Riola's clients. <laughs> or, um, Mendes, or, or, George, Mendes. Or, or George Mendes. Felix is a Mendes client, I think. Yeah. Harland is a Riola client. Riola, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. So Harlan's got got him, which is really, who's Sancho's yeah. agent. I don't know. Sancho's another Sancho. one. Sancho. So basically, I don't think I don't think a Ballon d'Or winner can come from Dortmund because they're essentially a training club. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't it's a think a Ballon d'Or yeah. come from directly. Yeah. So once their players, there's players that are there like Harlan and Sancho. But once they leave and go to another top club. Yeah. Then they're in with a chance. So I'll say the next one or two years they don't have a chance. That rules them out. I would say probably Jao Felix doesn't have a chance in the next one or two years. Mm. That rules him out. So realistically, in the next one or two years, we're looking at how the youngsters really just Mbappe. Otherwise, we've got the seasoned pros. So we haven't touched on De Bruyne also. So De Bruyne at now is 28, 29. This is really realistically should be your peak where mm. you're still physically fit of a 25-year-old. At the same time, you've got the experience of a 30-year-old almost. So he's Belgium. Uh, Belgian, so Belgium have got a good chance of winning the Euros, good yeah. chance of doing well internationally as well. They, they, usually make, well so they, yeah. they usually make the last, the later rounds of the knockout tournaments as well. Like, exactly. Uh, and it's World Cup next season. I can really forgot that. Yeah. So, so he's definitely got a chance of winning a Euros or a World Cup. He's got a strong chance. Well, he's probably going to win the league this season. He's got a strong chance of winning Champions League also because it's only a matter of time until PSG or City win the Champions League. It's only a matter of time before one of these clubs win it. And it could be the season where City pick it up or even PSG. So he needs to be in the consideration because he's their best player. So I think he's got a chance. We've got Neymar as well, who's, what, 28 now? The only problem with Neymar, he keeps going missing for a month because of his sister's birthday. So that's the only problem. Yeah, that's, it, but, caps um, him, it caps that potential yeah. of him actually winning it. Um, it's a shame Hazard hasn't performed at the level we thought he would since going to Madrid. You know, Obviously, with injuries, him not being able to lay off the kebabs, him not being able to... You know, just keep a keep a keep a steady diet that could that could you know enhance his performance. You know, or at least allow him to maintain a level. Forgot of about like completely. Bro, it's crazy. It's crazy how Hazard's <laughs> been forgotten. We, I, I literally forget that he plays football. I literally because obviously I don't watch Real Madrid as much as I used to, especially last season. With obviously like I was able to watch Real Madrid more because of the descriptions that were freed up with like the Liga TV and stuff, but. This season, less hard. It's, it's cold around the streets. So I'm, I'm always having to go on fucking Twitter to find out, um, oh, has anyone got a stream for the Real Madrid match? My stream's either down or I can't find one. But yeah, Hazard, Hazard's a weird one, man, because I just don't see him being in a position to... to unless, he, unless he just switches it up with Real Madrid, Real Madrid win the Champions League where Hazard's significantly involved in. Because football has a funny way of... 
switching things around. Like if Hazard has a good season yeah, with Real Madrid, yeah. good second half of the season with Real Madrid, and then he goes and does bits with Belgium, then people might say that, oh yeah, Hazard should be in the discussion based off his contributions to two successful teams that he was on. So it depends. You could put, probably put Hazard in there as well as an unlikely... That's a good chance. Yeah, I completely forgot about the guy. So you've got Hazard, Neymar, De Bruyne. Neymar, the only problem is he needs to get out of PSG, bro. But if he if he's winning Champions Leagues with them and performing to the levels he can, he's got a chance. Who else the season pros have you got? We're discounting Messi and Ronaldo from all of this as well because I think we're kind of bored of talking about them for the last yeah, 10 yeah, years. Yeah. So even though they're yeah. always in with, in with a chance, side note, it? they're yeah, always yeah. in with a chance. So Messi and Ronaldo are always yeah. going to be in that conversation. It's like when you try and say, oh, who's the best in the world at this or who's the best in the world at that? You, you already know who probably is either Ronaldo or Messi at this, but you don't want to put them in a conversation because it gets boring. So you just try and put someone yeah, else. Just, yeah, because it's just the convo, isn't it? Yeah, so, it's, who, who's, yeah, so who, it's, it's about who's the best at this or who's most likely to do this. That's not Messi and Ronaldo, basically. Before people try and get mad in the comments yeah, yeah. or whatever, which I'd be like, oh, you're forgetting about <laughs> Messi. No, we're not forgetting. We just don't want to put them in there because they're in they're on their own level. And seeing as they're at the end of their peaks, we don't really see them dominating Ballon d'Ors for the next three or four years or whatever. I could be totally wrong. Messi and Ronaldo could still be top two for the next yeah. few years, but uh, it's, I don't see it being likely enough. So, but who who else would you put yeah. in there in, in the over twenty fives? Um, so really, Barcelona don't really have a player in there no. at the moment who can be part of that conversation. I would say um, Lewandowski. Lewandowski was a good mention. Lewandowski from Bayern. Lewandowski, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's could, yeah, true. Him in there. True, although I don't know, I just, I, yeah, I don't know, I just don't. Feel it, but, like... but it's well, it's weird because if you look at Lewandowski, then you kind of have to look at what Benzema did last season with uh, Real Madrid. Because I think what Benzema did with Real Madrid was a bigger achievement than what Lewandowski did. I know everyone's talking about Lewandowski as the main guy, but Benzema, bro, people are forgetting Ronaldo and Bale were, and Hazard. Do you know what I mean? These three of their three biggest signings, Ronaldo had left, Bale doesn't play, Hazard was injured all season. That left all the burden on Benzema and he did it. He pulled yeah. through. He was the top goal scorer. He was the best, their best player. He carried them. He carried them to the league. league. He carried them to the league because they were winning games and, with and they, one, one, like 2-1 and he was literally clutching. In, in that running, they had like they had literally maybe 12 games to go and they knew they had to win that because Barcelona would win consistently too. They knew there was no room for error. Along with obviously Sergio Ramos doing his thing, being the, the captain, leader and legend of that club, Benzema was carrying them, scoring winners, setting up goals, scoring clutch penalties, week in, week out, bruv. Like, it was mad. I think he went on the stretch of like, he played like 10 games and scored like 10 goals or like 11 goals. It was crazy. But I think we can discount him from any future Ballon d'Or. Yeah, Just it's sad. It's sad. Expelled oh. by France. It's sad, isn't it? They expelled yeah. him in France, um, and Madrid ain't winning shit this season. But yeah. possibly next, but still, even if he does a madness next yeah. season, what he's done, what France have done to him, he will never win any any yeah. individual honor like that. Um, who else is there? Uh, we're discounting defenders, aren't it? Because I don't like chatting about defenders, mate. 
I don't like Charlton. No, I'm not defending. Defending. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Nah, not nah, for, not no, for these no, no defender is is no, really no tough for teams. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm not, no. We're talking a lot. Yeah, it's mainly usually the flurry attacking players. So you got okay. What about Liverpool? You got Salah and Mane. I don't really see. I don't see them playing with enough. Um, Sort of like individual flair, you know what I mean? They're, they're not, they're not, in, they're they're both... not individual talents that will change the game and take the game at Scrub because they can beat a man, beat three or four men and score a goal. Or they're not those sort of players. They're, they're very, very, they're talented footballers like Mane and Salah. Two Salah has a bit of bad at that in him, but. It's not because look at him now, bro. They're playing so bad, Liverpool, and he's still top goal scorer in the league. I know these are just him scoring goals, but some of his goals, if we look at the past three years, they are where he's beaten a couple man and taking it, take it all. He'll create space. I don't think it's him necessarily beating a man clean, like and beating another man clean or doing whatever, but it's the fact that he'll create space from a difficult angle, separate from his marker, and then still finish the opportunity that's given to him. like I think people were downplaying his dribbling, though. Because I remember when, I, I think when he was coming through at Basel, he was incredible uh, dribbling. I remember when the Bale was getting all the hype and then Tottenham played against Basel and Salah was on the other team at 20 years old. He outshone he's him. changed his game. He's, he's, he has changed his he's, game. He's trying to be like Ronaldo's dynamic. Reduced the dribbling, yeah. focused more on getting yeah. possessions more goals. He's gone through an evolution. He still has it. He still has it in his locker, but I just don't think it's as... It's, it's not as... Uh, it's not as vivid. He doesn't do it as often. So because it's out of yeah. sight, it's kind yeah. of out of mind, if you know what I mean. And because yeah, he's literally think. focused on, he's a predator. He's a predator. Like he doesn't care about getting the ball from deep in his in his own half and, and running with it and then starting moves and finishing moves. He's literally on the edge. He plays as a, he's a striker. That's, he's, a, he's a wide player that's literally playing as a striker. Like Firmino allows him to be able to play that way and frees him up from extra defensive responsibilities or create or creating chances for other teammates. He literally he is Liverpool's number nine, essentially, but he does it from a wide position. And I do think if he was yeah, okay, if he was to leave Liverpool, because there was some I think there was a few rumors like at the back end of Madrid. last year about him saying that he wants to go to Madrid or Barcelona. Um, I wouldn't advise him to go to Barca. I don't, if, you, if you're going to go, go to Madrid and just play as the, as the right winger because the way Benzema... I think it'd suit him. Madrid would actually suit him. Madrid would suit yeah, perfectly because the way Benzema plays, it would facilitate him to be able to do exactly what he does at Liverpool. But with greater effect because he'd have Benzema there who's a better player than Firmino. He'd have um, better creation with Modric there, you know, um, Asensio still there. And if there's any other creative players that Madrid needs to buy to... to Supply Salah, they'd be able to do it because it's Madrid. So I think if he was to leave, I think in a in an alternative, alternatively, you could say yeah, if he was to leave Liverpool, there's the opportunity for him to to win a Ballon d'Or. But that's us also discounting that uh, we'll be able to bounce back from this season and 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 start again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still somehow see it just unlikely with the Liverpool players. Uh, with the City players, most likely I feel is Bruyne. Mm. And then you've got, who else have you got? You've got PSG, you've got Mbappe and Neymar. 
Bayern Munich, you got Lewandowski. Uh, who else in that Bayern Munich team? Anyone else? No, not really. Um, no, that's it, man. Uh, you've got because... the Dortmund youngsters that they won't whilst being at Dortmund. Bruv, this, this uh, just makes me think there's, there's the talent the level players? in terms of... There's not that many special players playing the game these days. There really ain't. The if you talent think about it, deep low, it. The talent, talent level is not that high, bruv. It's not that high. I think it's, it's better in... Um, it's better at a younger level. I the generation that's coming through now have... That's what I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, the generation coming through now <laughs> has better talent level. But in between that, between the age of like sort of 26 and above, or 25 and above, whatever, there's not that much. There's not that many sort of special players. You know, that we don't yeah, have... Yeah, I think, I think really it's the players that we just mentioned. Um, and then with those players that we mentioned, I mean, they're not... It's not, it's not that impressive as in, like, compared to previous years. But the youngsters coming through, so who you've got? You've got Sancho and Haaland, who we previously spoke about. You've got Mbappe, yeah. we spoke about. Mbappe is almost a, pro, a seasoned pro now because he's been playing at the top mm. for four years now. Um, but then who else have you got? You've got Phil Foden, maybe, coming through. You've got Mason Greenwood, which I don't, I know you don't want to mention, but let me just make I want to give him point. time, bro. I want to give let me time. Give, give, give you one point on Mason Greenwood, right? Mm. You see how Haaland's playing every game up front for Dortmund? If Mason Greenwood was caught by Dortmund, Mason Greenwood would be making those minutes for Dortmund and he'll be yeah. playing very impressively, scoring a lot of goals. I'm not saying he'll score the same amount of being as impressive as Haaland. Possibly he would, maybe he wouldn't. But he would shine a lot more with that yeah. opportunity. If you if, if Sancho wasn't there and then you replace Sancho with um, Greenwood, basically, is that what you're saying? Hey, I'm saying right no. Way. I'm saying if if Greenwood was copped instead of Haaland, mm, I think he slots in there okay. just fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think his exposure his exposure gets higher as well. I think at Dortmund. I think at United. Obviously, he's trying to accommodate. Um, Marshall and Rashford and Cavani. There's a lot more. Yeah, there's the there's a lot more established players there where you're trying to uh, you're trying to accommodate those guys ahead of Greenwood right now. I think that's what what they're trying to do, and I think that's probably why Greenwood's had a bit of a sort of stop start season where he he plays well in the game, he affects the game, doesn't quite score. You come away and you're like, right, Greenwood plays sick that game, but didn't score. So then, or they would drop him, try and play Rashford on the right to play Marshall. Um, on the left and Cavani up front and then Greenwood doesn't yeah. really get them in that you think that he would do you know what I mean but Greenwood I think his, his talent level is clear bro. Like him and him and Foden probably him, him Diallo him, as well him, him yeah oh shit I forgot about um, Ahmed Ahmed Diallo Ahmed Diallo we've got yeah, Shur- yeah. Shuratire as well he's 17 yeah, but anyway um, there's other but, but we're talking about potential for a Ballon d'Or. Yeah. I think Diallo's got it in terms of his position and his flair and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. The thing is, with mm-hmm. Arsenal's star boy Saka, utility players Special don't win player. Ballon d'Or. Utility wait, players don't win Ballon d'Or. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. why is he a utility player? <laughs> Explain utility that one. Utility players don't win I know you're Ballon bannering me. I know you're bannering me. Bro, Saka, Saka, is, bro. Saka, is, bro, Saka is bossing at right wing right now. He's been busted for right before much of the season. Good player, but he's a good player. Bro, he's a have, you, player. have you seen what he's been doing this season? 
If you think he's... Yeah, in, yeah, I've seen him being a utility player. Nah, he's not a utility player. He's playing right wing. If you see... He weren't even, playing, he weren't even a utility Arsenal. player. He was, he was playing left-back because we didn't I've sign him for left-back. Left back. I've seen him play right wing this season. I've you've seen him play left-back. Yeah, you've seen, it, you've, I've seen him you've play, seen him play left-back. You've seen him play left-back when we haven't had the proper level. We played either Ainsley Mitten and now's left-back or Cedric left-back and then Hold to bring on another attacking Hold player. On. Hold on, let me finish. To bring on another attacking player. We switched him. No, 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 Listen, Bro. listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Ainsley Maitland-Niles was playing left wing back. Tierney was playing left centre back. In games where he's played right wing and we need to, because left, because um, Kane Routine hasn't been playing left back and we played Cedric, we haven't had a natural left footer. So what he does, what, what um, Arteta does is he plays Saka left back with 20 minutes to go to bring on another attacking player. So we get natural whip down the left. But that's down to yeah. us not, not buying the right, players to play in those positions, not buying the right cover. So because we don't have a natural second choice left back, we've had to play Saka left back in the last 20 minutes of games to get natural attacking width down the left. Doesn't mean that oh Saka's playing a left back from the start of the game to the end of the game. No, you do it as a tactical move to get more attacking players on the pitch. You do it as a tactical move to get more attacking players on the pitch. But Saka sits playing right wing. That's his position. I don't think Saka playing either left mid, behind the striker, left centre mid, when people say, oh, he could do the dim rear role. No, his position is right wing and he's given his best performances playing right wing, bro. His numbers this season are up there pretty similar to Foden's in terms of his goal and assist output. He's got like six goals this season, five assists. Previous season, he was playing all sorts of positions and was still getting 14 assists in the league, bro. Not in the league, in all competitions. 14 assists in all comps and five goals, bro. That's, that return for an 18-year-old was mad last season. And he's, very he's performing this is what you did you brought him up yeah and, and then try to bro you brought him up for no reason Uncalled for. for no reason, uncalled for, and tried to make him as if he was a utility player. Bruv, I I'm want Saka to do his thing. I don't down, want. Him, like I don't. I don't want his name getting talked about in any fashion. I want him to continue to move in silence. You know how United fans were talking about moving in silence when they were like 21, 21. I, know, I want. I want Saka to, to move in silence. I want him to do his thing, bro, and then he'll get the respect he deserves, bro. Because people try and slander him as if like he's a utility player, like you, or you try and say that. He's not, he's not, he's not it, bruv, bruv. He came into the England team, yeah? He came to that England team and played every single minute and was arguably the best player on the pitch, bruv. You cannot tell me. You can't. Yeah. He's, he's linked up with Grealish, yeah? Everything you said can be true with, inclusive with him being the utility player. The two are not mutually exclusive. He's not exclusive. utility player, bruv. He's not he's utility, utility player. player. It's cool, it's cool. He's Let's not change utility player. I'll just... I just confirm, and then you confirmed to me by the points you made and the positions he's played that he's a utility player. No, I was explaining to you. I was explaining to you why he's player. played in different anyway, positions, but he's not so a utility player. Now. He's not a utility you, player. You explained how he's a utility player. Then finished by saying, yeah, let, "Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> we'll, get into, we'll get we'll get into that properly. If you want to go into a Saka utility player, I don't mind. We'll do a pod about that <laughs> and we'll argue the case for and against. Fine, I'm happy to do that, bro. Happy to do that. 
I'm just saying, you, you, you've made the points yourself, so He's I, not utility I, just, player, I just need to quote your own words. You can't, you, can't, you can't even state that he is a utility player right now anyway because he's 19 years old. He's played one and a half seasons of professional football. Professional football. As a utility player? No. Which is what we've seen of him. No. This so season, he's been a right winger. This season, but this season, he's been a right winger. I've seen what we've got up here. I've seen him play left back multiple times. But anyways, let's okay. go on to like okay. what? Phil Foden Okay. Was okay. Okay. We haven't spoken about Ansu Fati yet. He hasn't really played this season. He's been injured. He's been injured he's a lot. Yeah, he's but, been injured um, a lot. But he's, he'll be up there. He'll be up there. Barca can actually perform at a level that can allow him to get a Ballon d'Or nomination. It depends on Barca, really. It all depends on... Obviously, if Messi goes and they, and they need someone to replace that sort of figurehead to be the leader, to be the attacking difference maker, then, then probably yeah. you could put... Yeah, you could put him in there. Put him in there. I'm trying to think. Who else would you put in there? So from the from the generation that's coming up now, you've got Mbappe, Haaland, Jao Felix, Ansu Fati, Jaden Sancho. Yeah, those are the players you, you probably put in there to win. Those are the main ones. Yeah. So they're the one, but then there's the ones that have yet to come through just yet, which is like there's that Simons guy at PSG. Who? He's been spoken about a lot. Simons? Or well, what about Camavinga oh, as well? Oh, shit, Camavinga. Oh, bro, he's a drippy player. He's a drippy, That's drippy another one. Mint. You know yeah, what he, I mean? Yeah. But these players... Depends, depends where his... Depends on their career trajectory, like what moves they make. Like you said, like a lot of it comes into play in terms of if they, what agents they get, what moves they make, um, which clubs they're at, the international scene. A lot of things come into this where... A player might come out of nowhere that we don't even expect to perform and and contribute to, to a massive team success. So yeah, bro, it's one to think of, man. I think that's a post we can do um to follow up and get people to think like who what top what the top who are the top three players coming up that could win a Ballon d'Or? Who are the top three that are most likely other than Neymar and um sorry, other than Neymar, Messi, and Ronaldo? Which generation? Yeah, generation. You look at these Ballon d'Or winners. Mm. Could pretty much ninety percent of them, they were all star boys at eighteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ronaldo yeah. was caught by United with huge expectation. He was a star boy at eighteen. You had yeah. Messi coming through sixteen, seventeen. He was a star boy. Everyone knew he was going to the top. Mm. You know what I mean? These guys, Neymar, when he was coming through at Santos, everyone knew he was going to the top. Mbappe, everyone knew he was going to the top from 18. He won a World Cup from 18, so it was kind of easy for that. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, So really, looking at these 18-year-olds coming from now, it's not, um, um, it's not too bad to say that, that these guys are going to go to the top because really the, the other 18-year-olds are all going to the top. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I think the question we should leave with... Uh listeners is out of the current crop of players coming out from the next generation the sort of you say 90 18 to 21 22 year olds who are the top three players that are likely to win a Ballon d'Or or likely to to be competing for Ballon d'Ors so if you know how you get your top three shortlists that come out every year who's competing for the main mm-hmm. prize which three players would you see consistently being in that 
I think a lot of people are probably going Mbappe in the, the last two, maybe Mbappe and Harlan, and then you've got one spot available. Yeah, Felix. Some people say Jao Felix, some people say Jaden Sancho, some people might say Sancho. Yeah, so I think that's that's a good way to end this end this podcast. I think we we will see, I think, uh an influx of of top level talent, new talent. That'll be that'll be in the top three discussion for Ballon d'Or. Um Appreciate you listening to another episode of Flares Under the Lights. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at FUTLpod and on Twitter at FUTLpod. Uh, be sure to leave us a comment in on the next post about which players would be the most likely to, to win a Ballon d'Or. Peace.